testing. <laughs> testing, testing. Testing, testing. Testing. Welcome back to the Christ and Culture. This is Steve. And this is Gordon. Welcome back for another week of adventure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How have you been? I have been great. Uh, in the past five minutes, I took a sip of coffee. So I went to the bathroom. Yeah, I am just, um, gosh, I'm just that much more in tune with the Lord because coffee is from God. It stimulates us. Yeah, uh, it is truly but a blessing. Not in the same way that God can stimulate us. Going off of our last podcast last week, I am incredibly grateful for coffee. Um, it is essentially my lifeblood. My, like my coffee is probably more or my coffee. My blood is more coffee uh, than probably um, it is like blood cells. <laughs> like it's just like red blood cells floating in coffee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, we didn't do it last week. So, uh, have you been in taking anything? Uh wow, gosh. Um, yeah, at like the moment we're recording. Yeah, I'm still uh, working through Brave New World. Okay. Um, but I fully. Oh, yeah, I heard that on the previous. Did Did you just? Is this your first time reading it? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, I had never read it. I had read 1984, and then um, actually Mackenzie. The one I had recorded the yeah. uh, had kind of clued me in and was like, you should check out this book yeah. because based on all the things that you think are interesting, this is the kind of yeah. thing you would I like. I just got the mountains to read that book Yeah, uh, like a month ago. Yeah, so um, at the time of recording this, I am still not fully through the book. Um, by the time this probably is released, I will have finished the book. It's one of my favorite books. Yeah. I love that book. Oh, from what I've read so far, amazing. Probably in a couple weeks from now. Um, I will have already finished it because um, I will have finished it by the time this is released. I will probably have finished it by the time last week's episode is released. Um, but I will also uh, probably do a podcast on it because from what I've been reading, it's been great. Yeah, it's good. So there's also I don't I don't know what book you have, but in the one I own, there's a excerpt in the back. Brave New World Revisited. There's that. I think yeah. What I think is like an addition to or something mm -hmm. but there's maybe it's online or maybe it's in my book i can't remember but aldous huxley right is that the mm -hmm. he wrote a letter to the author of 1984 saying oh. like i liked what you did but here's why my example of a dystopian future is more realistic and better yeah like yours is good and all but this is what's really going to happen and in all honesty, when I'm reading, like as I'm reading it, I'm like, this is truly more likely to be a thing. Like this is where our society is and is heading. And you read it and you're like, oh my gosh, we're in the brave new world. Yeah. Um, no, we don't have three mega governments and that's all. Like it's not 1984, but it is a brave new world. Um, we are dangerously close to that. Yeah. But we also have big brother yeah we're a little bit of a mix yeah we have we don't have like the like um it's always a mixed bag yeah like we we have the big brother and we have you know the the you know um, as we're talking uh my phone is being recorded uh and sent right to the government 
uh, through the NSA. And so we have Big Brother, but, uh, you know, we also don't have um, the assembly line humans yet from yeah. Brave New World. So yeah. kind of a give and take, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but otherwise, you know, it's right there. Good stuff. Uh, that's going to be, I think, our next podcast. Anyway, what about what about you? What have you been taking? I've been rewatching movies. I rewatched Great Showman. I rewatched. Uh, oh, not, I rewatched the pilot episode of Firefly hmm. the other day. Um, you know, one thing I didn't notice about the Great Showman that I really liked, and I don't remember if you guys mentioned this in your podcast, because uh, I watched it like months after you guys recorded that, was when he they got the first review of the show. And that he called it a circus and like the, a bah humbug of a disaster or whatever. That when they sang that song right after that, Hugh Jackman's hat had a crown on it that said Prince of Bah Humbug. Oh, I never noticed I that. I never noticed that either. And I loved that idea of like wearing your, your label, wh- whether it's like poor or not, like proudly. Like, like this is what you call me, but sure, it's not who I am. I'll show you who I really am. But anyways, um, and I've been rereading Lord of the Rings. Uh, I feel like there's something else I've been doing, but I can't remember. But outside of that, I knew for a while I wanted to watch the killing joke because i think we watched it together at one point a while back Mm -hmm. i wanted to do kind of a a episode on the killing joke because um i just love that story it's a great for people don't know what this is i'm talking about batman and batman and the joker it's a story of them the upcoming of joker and then just their relationship and this this dynamic of them too and i wanted to like break that down i haven't gotten around to watching it but because of that too and just like not wanting to like binge shows and being bored and stuff i picked up one of my old batman comic books batman the dark knight returns and started reading it so it's something else i've been taking and i'm not that far but the dark knight returns is based in batman's second sidekick second robin jason todd was killed and He's retired. It's been 10 years after Batman's been gone. Gotham hasn't seen it. So I've been reading it, and finally Batman is triggered because crime is on another all-time high. And he's like, I, or Bruce Wayne, I should have triggered. Um, an all-time high, and he's just, he's a recluse naturally, so he's just loathing his desire to fight crime in alcohol and not going out, and it's unhealthy. And finally he breaks and just like i need to go fight crime again and he jumps yeah. out and i have i was reading this page and it was like it's bad it's a huge beautiful scene of batman just like jumping from rooftop and he says this should be agony i should be a mass of aching muscle broken spent unable to move and were i any an older man i surely would but i am a man of 30 no of 20 again the rain on my chest is a baptism i am born again and I read that and I was like, <laughs> I'll just do Batman. Like, I won't do the killing joke. Let's just do a, a, a whole podcast on Batman. So segue into that's what we're going to talk about. It's just Batman in general. We've only done Superman, I think, so far. It's DC yeah. goes. 
and Batman is by far one of my favorite superheroes. Um, not like my the favorite, but as far as like what I know most about is Batman. And I'm talking about like movie Batman's uh, Christopher Nolan. Batman's not is really good, but most of what I love about Batman is from the comics because it is darker and more complex. Um, but yeah, how do you feel about Batman? I love me some Batman. Um, it's funny. I just was having a conversation about Batman the other day. Uh, and I had made the comment of what I love about the dynamic. And I actually made this comment to you earlier today. Um, that I love about the dynamic between Batman and the Joker yeah. is that the Joker is where Batman could find himself if he like let himself go and start killing people mm-hmm. that batman's character like as cool of a guy as he is and he's like kind of like a you know just a cool character um he's also a little bit psychotic <laughs> not in like a bad way but like he dresses up as a bat and like fights people i don't know i wouldn't say so yes and like that i think i think that's what the joker sees and that's what the joker wants batman to believe yeah and we're gonna get into that yeah joker and, la- and batman yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but like, that's my point it's just like i'm not actually saying that I, I really do like batman but i am saying like no like from the outside looking in he's a full-grown man whose parents were shot in front of him and now he dresses like yeah. a bat and beats people up yeah no there is this um, eerie semblance between the joker and mm-hmm. batman and some of the best comics are yeah. this struggle of could I be the Joker? Mm-hmm. And uh, if Batman killed, I think he would be. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Like, we've seen a killing Batman before. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say he was the Joker. Right. But uh, in the new comics with, like, the whole, like, uh, dark universe, mm-hmm. and, like, dark metal, where you have, like, the Batman who laughs. Right. That would be different. Yeah. yeah. But I'm just saying, but that's a cool little yeah. dynamic. But what I'm saying is that, like, um no I, I for for the joker yeah victory isn't like killing batman it's having batman kill him right no i know because he wants him to break and he wants him to become who he thinks he truly is he doesn't think the batman that batman is is batman's true form yeah um but yeah uh, i actually struggled with when i was like let's do batman like well how do we how where is christ in batman because he's a vigilante Mm -hmm. and there is this moral issue and you see it in the movies and the comic books with like the policeman and just like actually in the dark knight returns there's it's mostly written through tv screens of like news and there's like t-shirts and like logos of one that's bat symbol and one is the bat symbol with like a line through it and it's like team batman and team not batman it's like is what Batman is doing good or is it bad? Is what Batman does provoking violence or helping? Um, it's obviously outside the realms of law. And we know from scripture and the Ten Commandments, we have to respect authority. So there is this moral problem. And I was like, should I be approaching this? But I was like, this is what we do. Yeah. And I did end up finding some stuff, but that was where I struggled for a while. Like, technically i'm not saying what he's doing is good and batman shouldn't really be real but there is a christ story Mm -hmm. in here as well um so to start i want to talk about what 
makes Batman Batman because Batman is drastically different than any I would say any superhero I know people parallel him to Iron Man rich billionaire philanthropist playboy dude but uh, one thing that I loved that I was reading is that one of the big things between like when it comes to let's stick to DC for a second Batman and Superman um, who we've covered or Batman and other superheroes is obviously like like Iron Man he has no superpowers um, and so when it comes to him taking on a villain or fighting crime he has to have this self-discipline and almost self-sacrifice of time to study figure out a plan because he's not like if Spider-Man was to jump into an alleyway to fight crime and someone sneaks up behind him, he doesn't have something to tell him you're about to be shot in the back, like Spidey sense, or can like deflect a bullet and then turn around and punch. He can't like wing a, a, an attack on a villain. He has to have a full plan ahead of time, plan B, plan C, and Batman usually has plan A through Z plus other letters that he's invented. He has so many backup plans that he's planned ahead out in months and days. And you've, we've actually seen in comic books how badly it can turn out when Batman doesn't have a plan and he just jumps into something. And it, usually it's not great. Um, and he just is human. He, he puts his life on the line by just deciding, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this. Right. And he's so very different from, like, an Iron Man because Iron Man is, like, Tony Stark, who's like, I am Iron Man. Like, I'm saying this is who I am. Right. And I'm uh, in the light, and I'm in this, like, metal suit that protects me from bullets um, that I think, like, you'd be more pressed to be like, oh, what about, like, Green Lantern? Because Oliver Queen is also a philanthropist, a rich guy um, that doesn't have any powers. But it's also just a different person and a different character. Right. Because um, Oliver Queen, I think, has less qualms about like shooting somebody with an arrow that might be fatal, for instance. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, the, yeah, there's like a spectrum. Um, so that's one thing. Another is Batman gets everything that he is through inheritance. Mm-hmm. It is through the example that his family left behind. Uh, what is his dad's name? I know it's Martha. And anyways. Um thomas thomas wayne he gets everything he has through enhanced so it's the example that thomas and martha wayne left him um, because they're a rich company corporation that without that gotham wouldn't almost like thrive but they give so much money to the poor they are full of mercy listen to last week's episode and gratitude and compassion he saw all this so he knows how to live that way and then also through little inheritance, literal inheritance of money, um, which I find like a nice parallel to when we think of Jesus Christ coming down as man and everything that he did in the Gospels was, you know, he's like, I, I am only doing that of my father. Everything that he did was an, an inherited through who he was and who his father was. If you see my works, you've seen the works of the Father. Um, Batman is an example of temperance and virtue from despair. So 
he really doesn't know Batman, which would be odd. Um, his parents, when he was a boy, they were at a theater show, and as they were leaving, or whether in an alleyway on the way out, there's different versions, his parents were mugged by the crime in Gotham, shot and killed, and he watched it happen. And he was, they were, like I said, he was a millionaire, billionaire. So he was in despair. He was a kid. And in modern times, he could have just wallowed in indulging in anything to cover up his pain, whether it was money, whether it was using that money for stuff. But instead, he learned virtue and, temper- and temperance than, rather than like creating this hedonistic lifestyle. Mm-hmm. to cover up his despair um like you already said he gives to the needy and does all this stuff in secret he is bruce wayne and he is batman and those never cross unless by total accident um it's even said in the dark knight rises that i was reading that you know the bruce wayne that we know of his drunken like playboy lifestyle playboy lifestyle was like fake uh alfred in one of these sections like one of these times when he's trying to get him to go out and do something rather than like loathe in his retirement was like remember those old days when you would be drinking water and they thought it was whiskey and you would be acting foolish and there's also that scene in batman begins when he does that and uh, rachel sees him getting into the Mm -hmm. car with like some girls and he's like embarrassed because he's putting on a show so people think he lives this other way, so it draws no clue yeah. to I'm Batman. Right. And I think like that's like one of the interesting struggles um that Batman I think deals with. And um kind of going to something that like uh, recently in a recent comic uh Superman has struggled with is am I Superman pretending to be Clark Kent or am I Clark Kent pretending to be Superman? Right. And I think that Bruce Wayne has that same thing of like but I don't think he struggles with it. Like no. I think Bruce Wayne knows that he is Batman and he's pretending to, to be, be Bruce Wayne to be, like that Bruce Wayne is a, is actually like that even though Batman wears the mask Bruce, Bruce Wayne, Wayne is wears, actually the mask Bruce Wayne wears more of, of the Batman. mask yeah. yeah because the because we're not saying he is Batman he is Bruce Wayne yeah but the true Bruce Wayne is Batman is what Batman's personality and thing is whereas the way people in public of Gotham see Bruce Wayne is he does not like that. It's he not him. He does not like. He's not a drunk. He's not like into just being with the girls and partying. It's not. It's not him at all. Yeah. Um, and that he's most himself and most alive when he's in the role of Batman. Right. Another thing I found that was really cool is like he almost lives a very monk lifestyle, where besides when he has to do that, his house is not has never been refurbished since his parents left. He doesn't like buy new things or have well except for the bad stuff. <laughs> it's a different story but like he lives almost like as a recluse and he has to for his double life to work um for all the time he has to put into it but he is very like 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 i said like a monk just to himself and selfless for the betterment of gotham city mm-hmm. um and i think like the struggles with batman are very interesting parallels to like the struggles with sin um because batman struggles with himself so much mm-hmm. and like what he's doing and is this right is you know like am i helping like 
and he does all this struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, and recently in one of the comics I saw it, I was trying to find it, um, and I couldn't. But there is this story um, where, like, Batman is trying to find, like, there's a small child, like this boy, who uh, whose parents get killed. Two, like, both his parents get killed in, like, a homicide. And so he's hunting down, um, like, trying to find the killer of this guy's, like, this kid's parents. Um and it's this like eerie representation of Batman because at the end of the comic, it turns out that like this kid like went crazy essentially and like wanted to be Bruce Wayne so bad that he killed his own parents. Mm. Um, and he's like in Arkham Asylum and like Bruce Wayne pays for it. But they're like, you know, the glorification of like Bruce Wayne and like sometimes Batman like leads to sometimes a lot of like darkness around him. Yeah. And, like, it leads Batman to, like, struggle with himself because, like, as much as he wants to do good, he looks at things like this and he says, am I actually doing good? Right. Or am I perpetuating? Like, did I cause this to happen? Yeah. Like, because of what I've done, like, have I caused this to happen? And it's, it, and we will get into that a little, but it's, and it's not. (laughs) Yeah. Batman. Yeah. But it is interesting. That's one of the things I love about Batman, too, is when you look at every single villain in Batman, every villain in Batman is almost what batman could be if he didn't have one virtue or another Mm -hmm. like they're all like something a one tier bad that like could could have been batman like they speak into who batman is Mm -hmm. if they just had this grasp on this one thing and that's why batman doesn't want to kill them but he wants to put him in an asylum and fix them Mm -hmm. he's not even trying to put him in jail but like give them therapy because he's like I know you guys can be better. And he sees like who they truly are. Yeah. Um, and in, uh, we'll go through, I'm going like going all over, but in the Nolan trilogies, um, Batman begins, there is a scene where it was that same scene where Rachel sees him going into a car as Bruce Wayne. And he's like, I'm sorry. You've seen me like this. This is not who I am. And she says, it's not who you are that defines you but it's what you do that matters and then there's another scene later where he's batman and he saves her and she's like just tell me your name who are you and he's like it's not what i am underneath that defines me it's my actions like he repeats exactly what she says and she's like oh i think i know but it's just that line (laughs) because this is an idea of personalism which is actually written in books um by someone named Carol Wattilla, hmm. who later has is now St. John Paul II. Right, yeah, he sounds familiar. Right, right. Um, but he writes in those books before he became Pope that we are what we do. Like, we become good by doing good. Like, we can't be doing all these bad things and, like, sometimes doing white lies. And then people turn to us and are like, yeah, okay, I do this sometimes, but... I'm really a good person because that doesn't, doesn't matter. Like until you start doing good, that's when you really do like, right. act, like actions and, become and, habit. And Christ mentions this, right? Like you, you can tell a tree by its fruit, right? Um, you know, the fig tree that produces no fruit. I mean, you, we all know what happened to that fig tree. It gets withered yeah. up. Right. Um, but that's how Christ is going to determine like, what is like good and what is bad is like does it produce fruit 
And I think this speaks into the mask, mm-hmm. the costume. You know, why hide what yeah. you're doing? It's because it's not who I am. I'm not trying to mm-hmm. take any fame from this. Strictly selfless action. Um, and and that's the thing, too, with like Batman is he becomes this symbol um, that throughout the comics, through different times, different people have taken up the mantle of Batman. Right. And then like Batman isn't just Bruce Wayne. Like he's something. He becomes a symbol that means more. That was literally my next point. Symbol of hope. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I love tried it. to make this fluid. Yeah. I love um, it. But yeah. So he becomes a symbol of hope in some of Batman. But the beauty of Batman 2 is that most superheroes are the symbol of hope. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about that in, or you guys talked about that in the Superman podcast about like his S means hope, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The house you know? of L. Yeah. And, but for Batman, it, it almost changes too because he is a vigilante and he is frowned upon from some people. And so we see this in the trilogy. We see this in the comics that, um, and I, this is not to sound sacrilegious, but like you can kind of note that this is like a Christ figure with what happens to Batman because he becomes at times almost a curse. And we see this in The Dark Knight Rises. No, wait, The Dark Knight, the second one with Heath Ledger because at the end, the policemen hate him again. Mm-hmm. And he's running off and he's like, I have to live in the shadows. I have to... I have to lose this idea of being a symbol of hope and become like something that the government won't like. And I think I have to become a dark knight. And they change this from Batman to the dark knight, which is the, the difference is just like a different name for Batman. But the dark knight came about when he stopped being this image for people to look up to, but actually possibly, uh, looked at as evil and bad but still doing good he bore this curse Mm -hmm. um and and, yeah and i think that's like just part of who he is yeah um that he is willing to make that sacrifice and be like for him it's not about how he's viewed as much as it's about stopping the crime right it's about like doing the good for the city yeah and so if he has to be the villain in people's eyes to save the soul of the city that's what he'll do. And that kind of leads into that third film when it all comes out that like Harvey Dent was actually Two-Face and was this villain mm-hmm. um, that he was trying to save the city from having their mm-hmm. white knight be um, be bad. You right. Know? Yeah. And I can almost see with this idea of taking upon a curse and a burden as like pri- priests in our lives, like priests wear all black garb, you know? And yeah. they take upon themselves the curse of evil and death, which Batman is doing. And it is for Batman and for them, it is like a burden on his shoulders that he has to carry in order to give him and hopefully others life. And we can see this like Christ little message here of like he's carrying this burden of sin and like taking it upon himself by not being a hero, but by being someone that's hated mm-hmm. in order to bring life. <coughs> um, so from there, the next point is going to be jumping into some villains to bring light into kind of more of who, uh, yeah. who he is. My, the first villain I have is Scarecrow, 
mm. mostly because Scarecrow is my favorite Batman villain. So since I'm running this podcast, we're going to talk about him a little bit. <laughs> but also because I think the, the Batman comes about like Bat- Bruce Wayne choosing Batman because of fear. Um, it stems around fear. And so Scarecrow was bullied as a kid um, and grew up wanting revenge and like it was basically this childhood trauma that he needed to avenge same with batman yeah a little bit different bullying isn't a death so like levels of trauma but this vengeance of what happened when he was a kid um and so we see with scarecrow this fear without virtue self-discipline and temperance when you don't have those three aspects, can we talk, talk, kind of talk about earlier with Batman? What happens? And so he's just, he's a psycho- psychiatrist that loves to study fear and because of his vengeance turned it into other people and seeing like what their fear can do to them. Um, and then we get, once again, in that Nolan trilogy and a few in the comic books, this conversation between Alfred where he's like, why, why bats, Mr. Master Bruce? Why, why choose bats? And uh, he's like, well, bats frighten me. And we realize that Bruce chose his own fear in order to wear his own weakness on his shoulder. Like, he wants to be like, this is what I'm weak in. And I'm not afraid of my weakness, but my weaknesses strengthen me. Yeah. I'm, Ooh, I'm there's we- scripture there. <laughs> I'm wearing my weaknesses. They make me strong. And I'm bearing, like, the worst label. And, like, I'm, ba- I'm taking on what you guys have so I can save yeah yeah and i it is uh in our weakness that we have strength right yeah i mean that's and and that's the thing that i love is that um both in a lot of ways both batman and scarecrow use fear as one of their main tactics yeah he starts out like the black cape started out as a fear tactic and turned into something he put on with pride like put on to carry this weight but it was a fear yeah yeah and like that's and uh, and I just I love that because like, you see that parallel, um, in that Scarecrow and Batman are different because like Batman strives like Batman has more of like a selflessness in him than like than uh, than Scarecrow does. Scarecrow is is like a very like he's much more selfish and he's looking for this personal vengeance. Um, and like seeking to gain power in himself. Yeah. Whereas like Batman is looking to use fear in a way to stop crime and save more people from falling into like, whereas like Scarecrow is like the very classic bully. Like he was bullied. So he becomes the bully. Batman is like, I've endured this trauma and I will now save people from this trauma. Yeah. I think the difference between Scarecrow and Batman is because of their trauma or their fears batman wears it and accepts it and knows that it makes gives him a foundation to grow on scarecrow allows his trauma and fear to consume him mm-hmm. and eat him alive and there's like that difference here when, when we realize like that we have a lord that looks at us one way no matter our circumstance and we can own our brokenness mm-hmm. we become stronger whereas yeah. if we realize we're broken and just loathe in that and like let it eat us apart we we become weak and we we can almost bleed into other people and poison them too yeah which is what scarecrow does yeah 
Um, the next fill-in would be Harvey Dent mm. slash Two-Face, which you already kind of touched on too. Um, opposed to Gotham's Dark Knight being Batman, Harvey Dent is Gotham's White Knight because he is a politician who wants, like, he exposes corruption and he's actually putting away the untouchable people, which are these, like, supervillains. He's actually getting them and capturing them for a while and doing everything that Batman's doing in the shadows. But he's doing it in the light. And so because of that, the faith of good happening and the faith of Batman becoming better is now falling on his shoulders. And it's become having faith in Harvey Dent. And we see that with the slogan, I believe in Harvey Dent from The Dark Knight. Um, and we, we see this parallel with Batman knows that he's human and he struggles. We, we talked about that earlier. Batman struggles and accepts these struggles. Harvey Dent is human too, but I think he forgets that. And so when people start putting faith in Harvey Dent, he's like, I have to do this. And if I fail, I can't accept failure. And so there's this pressure that's being built. And so when the burden of the curse of evil and death that's on Harvey's shoulders, on Harvey Dent's shoulders, um, comes to a head, as well as the accident that causes like disfigurement to half his, half his face, he breaks. And his idea is that there is 50-50. There is good and there is bad. And in all of us, we are half good and half bad. And I just got to embrace it. I, I, I'm bad and I'm half, like I'm evil and that's yeah. just who I am. I think another interesting dynamic um, in parallel between Batman and, and Two-Face uh, is that Batman is a very like justice-driven character. And um, he is seeking out um, what is just. Uh, and like that's, what, that's his driving force, right? That, I mean, he doesn't kill. He's going to bring them to justice. He's going to lock them away. He's going to give the evidence to the police to lock them away, right? And he's, he, even though he's working outside the system, he doesn't kill, right? He puts them in the right system, um, like puts them in the system. And he's just in like Harvey Dent obviously is when he's Harvey is this in the light. But one of the things we have for like the coin flip is that he's like, you know, like it's almost like this twisted view of justice of like fair is fair like there's a 50 50 shot yeah and like he's got like this warped view of like batman's justice and fairness and like doing the right thing and then like in harvey's mind like this is fair like chances are are equal you know like a flip of a coin right. whereas like batman i think almost like actually has a truer sense of justice of like uh, repaying and like for your crimes yeah. and like you know, in Batman's eyes, there's a hundred percent chance you are a good person. Mm -hmm. You can be changed. Mm -hmm. In Harvey Dent's eyes, there's there's good and there's bad, and we can and there's there's a, a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. You know, um, make me do it the easy way, make me do it the tough way. Something's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm gonna leave it up to chance, like it's fate. But it gets worse when he cracks under the pressure. Yeah, um, and that's kind of what I have here. Is like unlike dent batman realizes that he cannot be an object of like the faith for gotham he can't be in the light he's not the white knight um, he understands that there's a frailty to our humanity and that we all there is this like there is evil and brokenness 
but that can't be like a part of our decision making that can't be half the half the side of the coin yeah. it can only be one full coin um and it's actually two-faced that one like i really loved this is from the dark knight returns and i say i think we see a really beautiful the way christ views us but also like what speaks into like how why batman doesn't kill and what he sees in uh, the dark knight returns harvey dent gets plastic surgery and his face is restored and he gets back released into the public and he makes an announcement and he's like i'm good i hope i i don't expect anybody to forgive me i have to prove myself and i will and then he goes back to crime like immediately and batman like catches him and it's a conversation between Dent and Batman. And he's like, got the whole, uh, Dent says, got the whole world to smile at me. Got them all to keep their lunches down when they saw my face. Saying like, this is what Batman got to do. Like, got the world to keep laughing and not, not throw up when they saw me. Um, saying I was cured. Saying I was fixed. And Batman's thinking in his own head, the scars go, I, like he realizes now, like the scars go deep. Like, too deep. It had nothing to do with these actual scars but it's scars on his soul and then dense like freaking out he's like take a look and have a laugh i'm fixed all right but at least both sides match and batman says i close my eyes and i listen but i'm not fooled by sight i see him as he is um and the whole time he's freaking out and he's like i see him and this idea of like even though dense is like realizing like i'm fixed and that's what they're saying but i still feel broken batman's like I see you i know who you really are like mm-hmm. you you yeah what what you're bearing is actually on your soul yeah and and it's not actually like like there still is this reform for you if only you understood that has not had not, nothing to do with skin deep yeah and i think that like that's one of the really interesting things too is that like batman pays for Harvey Dent's treatment. Like, he pays. Like, that's the thing with, like, Batman, is he has so much faith in Harvey Dent, even in his brokenness, that he's, he's the one who pays for him to go to Arkham. He's the one who pays for him for everything. I think it goes to the hospital. Most, for most yeah. villains, too, though. Yeah. Because, you know, we see it in the story of the Red Hood, where the Joker kills people that Batman knows, kills one of his Robins, and then he's resurrected and that's when jason todd becomes the red hood who is a vigilante who wants nothing but to kill people because he's Mm. like you have the joker at your fingertips every time you capture him and you know if you don't kill him he's going to go get released again and he's going to kill somebody else why don't you just kill him and end it yeah and batman's like because i'm not him yeah and I actually love the, that that scene you're pointing out because I just grabbed the comic book off of you. And I love that scene of like seeing him for who he is because it's like where he's like got both sides of his face looking thing and like Batman's like I see you as he is and like that panel is like both sides of his face or are like the, are the ugly like burnt like yeah, burnt but up it's side. Completely. But yeah. it's like completely that because like it's not that Harvey Dent was like half good. It was like that those scars ran deep and that like he allowed himself to be corrupted. And even though his face looks like Harvey Dent, he is the dark side of Two-Face. Like, that's who he is. Right. Yeah. Um, and now, going into the greatest and most infamous Batman villain. Ba, ba, ba. 
Uh, okay, for the record, I just have to throw this out there. One of the things I love about Batman is his villains. Oh, he has beautiful. the best villains so in good. all of the like superhero so universes. Good. Like, because like everyone knows the Batman, and they villains. all have their own reign depending on which comic you read. Sometimes like you think it's the Joker that's running the. No, I had one time where it was like the Riddler. There's like mm-hmm. nobody in it. He was the one behind it all. And I was like, yep. dude. Yep. And uh, you have like Penguin, you have Bane. I mean, Clayface. Some of them are silly, like the Calendar Man, but mm-hmm. he's in he's in this one. And yeah. He, he actually does some crazy stuff. And then, uh, oh, who's, um? yeah, I mean, and then you've got uh, Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy. Catwoman, and Dr. which Freeze. is like a really confusing yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, and there's just so many. Um, and just going off before we get into the Joker, which I know is where we were going, um, Bane, for instance, is like as intelligent as Batman. Like Batman, like relies on his intelligence, but like that's what I love about Bane's character, and not like the one we presented in the movie, but like actually Bane's character is incredibly intelligent, and he like figures out that Bruce Wayne is Batman, and then breaks Bruce Wayne's back because he's like as smart, and like he's the like he's the physical like brute but like he's the intellectual match to batman live in the shadows yeah and this is very interesting born. yeah yeah and then there's raza ghoul mm-hmm. who there's the same idea of like the justice only, the only thing i don't think was portrayed that well in the nolan films was yeah. raza ghoul because yeah. his he is evil I, I think they did actually better in the dc shows mm-hmm. with like arrow yeah that yeah he's intense yeah he yeah. is he's a dark dark character but that's the thing too is like he is no like whereas he is like the same like twisted sometimes sense of justice of like making like vengeance and like making people pay for their crimes or, like their sins or whatever the world like Russell the world Gould yeah like the world should pay yeah, yeah that's what i'm saying but like he has that same sense whereas like batman sees the good in people and sees that like killing them isn't the way and that like losing like you become just as bad as them when you mm-hmm. kill them um Russell doesn't see that he's like they need to pay um and there's no room it's like what we talked about last week he's the Javert character he says there's no room for mercy in right. justice no whereas like Batman's more like no there's a I'm con- being just but like he's merciful in his justice he's like I'm not going to kill you because you can be better right yeah no uh Russell Ghoul is almost like Thanos Mm-hmm. in the sense of like if you're evil the world we just kill off all the evil if that's half the world then great that way virtue can rise mm-hmm. and that's how that's how we're going to clean cleanse this world yeah by purifying it with death and mm-hmm. it's, it's like okay <laughs> yeah um, which is like a very twisted view of christianity of like right this like purification that comes through the death yeah um but it's like really twisted and dark yeah yeah but goodness is actually what i was going to talk about with the joker because the Joker, another really cool thing about the Joker is there's really not insight to his backstory. The killing joke is one of the few, and there's different variations, but like we don't know who the Joker is. There's, there's like, yeah, there's like several backstories. Several theories, and you can believe one, but the like, like there's the where he was the Red Hood, and like that right, one, and that that's, backstory. That's, from the, that's one of the killing joke things. That's one of the uh, different, that's kind of where the Red Hood picks his mm-hmm. name, the Red Hood. Um, we know things about his backstory, but we really don't know who the Joker is in Batman. Like that's a, th- a play you see, um, in the comic books and with Batman, because Batman usually knows everything about all his villains, who they are, and everything. And Batman doesn't know the Joker. 
and he want he one needs to figure him out but the more he tries to figure him out the more it's like they're not in a relationship but you see this kind of like love relationship of like him and him like it's like a game to the joker and you can almost see it's a struggle that is it a game for batman but it's not um but the joker believes that behind all like moral systems is this will to power that like all attempts at goodness are self-seeking and this is like his his gospel this is the joker's gospel message that there is no goodness but only selfishness that what when we try when we do something good it's for uh, some other agenda that i'm helping you out because i'm going to get a meal out of it later or batman is saving gotham because he's trying to avenge the death of his parents we're in true light and in truth batman is protecting gotham because he wants no one else to experience what he went through as a kid right not because he needs to like fill this hole right the joker is like the extreme of the idea of like everyone's naturally self-interested and even if you do something good it's because it makes you feel good Mm -hmm. right like he's like the epitome of that philosophy yeah and uh it made me think of almost relativism Mm -hmm. that's like that's what he preaches and um in the last homily that pope benedict gave before he was pope uh Cardinal Ratzinger described modern life as ruled by a dictatorship of relativism, which does not recognize anything as definitive and whose ultimate goal consists solely of satisfying the desire of one's own ego. And I think that describes the Joker and his world in its entirety. Um, And you see this, one one of the best, if you want to describe Joker's agenda, the boat scene from the dark night where he's got the two the the criminals on the boat and then the good people on the boat and he's like look people aren't good i gave them both an agenda um, I, he's like i'm gonna blow them both up in five minutes but I, they each, each have a detonator if one of the boats blows up the other boat first that boat won't blow up obviously the people that are like billionaires and nice people would look down on criminals they're already in prison so why not blow them up and so Batman's like, they're not going to do it. And Joker's like, of course they're going to do it. And you're waiting the whole time. And you see like these scenes, like um, you, you can see that Batman's works in this scene. Are, it's, it's great because it speaks into who the Joker is, but it also speaks into how Bat, like Batman's way works. And for us too, how God's way works. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work without prayer. Yeah. Because in this scene, you see people that are doing a sign of the cross. So they're freaking out, but they're like, it's, it's silent. It's, it's a prayerful moment and then you even see this one of the uh inmates get up takes the detonator and then just like chunks it out the window and then goes back and like folds his hands down like to start praying again and it's this idea of like community and prayer and that batman is right that there is hope in goodness yeah and then you see that like later with like the people who are on the yacht and they're like well let's just blow them up and they're like well they haven't blown us up yet yeah you know and it's like you're right like yeah if they're as bad as we would have been dead by now um and i and you know you never actually see what happens with that because you know eventually the joker has to like go and like say he's gonna blow up both himself but like i could almost see like the jokers the kind of character where like those detonators could have been for both boats 
or for like right. your own boat. Yeah. And he's the guy that would do that. We were like, oh yeah, I'll blow them up. And then you end up blowing up your own boat, you know? And like, he's that kind of character of like, he's just crazy. Yeah. And where he's just like, it, in his own sense, like he thinks he's like doing the right thing. Cause he's like, oh, well you would kill these people. So why not have you kill yourself? You know, like you, it's weird. Cause it, it's like, he's laying down this system and this foundation, but then he shakes up the foundation he just laid down because mm-hmm. he's actually not even living in his own foundation mm-hmm. it, it's he is literally insane um and in the killing joke there is an epic scene at the very end of the the the, the whole comic or the movie where batman finally captures the joker and batman's like can i take you in and help you and joker's like it's far too late like it's far too late for us to fix this relationship. This is how you and I are gonna work. And he's and then the joke is like, you know what? This reminds me of a joke, of two inmates like from an asylum, mm-hmm. an insane asylum, trying to escape. The first guy jumps over a ledge from the asylum to the building next to it because they got on the roof. The next inmate's too scared of jumping because he thinks he's gonna miss. So the first inmate says, "I'll shine a light over the gap so you can easily walk over it." And he's like, are you crazy? I know once I'm halfway across, you're just going to turn the flashlight off. And it's just this idea of like, they both don't want to budge. Batman doesn't want to budge and mm-hmm. kill anybody. And Joker doesn't want to budge and be helped. Yeah. And Batman laughs. Yeah. The Batman and the Joker laugh together. And it's weird. Yeah. It's creepy. It's and it's also, also just like a funny thing. Cause it's like, I'll fl- shine the light and you can walk across. Like as you can walk on the light anyway. Right. Well, right. no, it's just the idea of he was shining over the gap so you can see. Where, I don't think the buildings were that far apart. Oh, okay. So you can see where the gap was because they were in the dark. The one guy just jumped. And then I think they was like shining so you can like easily walk over or easily jump without having to worry. Um, but it's like, yeah, but they're in, they're both insane. So you're just going to turn it off. And like, what does that change? Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's just the stubbornness. And it's it's a beautiful dynamic, but it really speaks into like, Batman's not going to break. He believes in good and he's not only a symbol of hope, but he lives on hope. If mm-hmm. he didn't have hope because he lives in so much despair and struggles with so much, he would crumble. Yeah. Um, so another thing I want to touch on real fast is this idea of family and then the disciple, like disciples of Jesus Christ, because there is a bat family. Yeah. Batman brings other people in and he does build on this right but he also has disciples outside of just the bat family like aka like i.e james gordon like Mm -hmm. people that believe in batman and what he's doing to help him flourish um so we have james gordon who is the one that helps almost like bear the cross by coming out and turning on the bat symbol this beacon of hope um which is raised up into the sky Mm -hmm. uh we have robin which is multiple robins dick grayson jason todd tim drake those are the only ones i feel comfortable mentioning i don't really care about the rest um you don't even care about damian wayne i i cannot stand damian wayne i don't think damian wayne's a character that you can like but he's he's a robin i mean i know they wrote it that way and they did a very good job but i do not like damian wayne he is a robin there's a bunch of robins yeah um, um Barbara and you have Batwoman and Catwoman. Yep. You know, and which I think is awesome because there are, you know, the female disciples of Christ. Yep. 
and there's these followers and this idea of community and family that like Batman not only realizes he can't do it alone and not only realizes but he but the people that he picks mostly the Robins are people that have lived in trauma Mm -hmm. like the villains he meets and he's like I know what you want to do you could end up like the Joker you could end up like Scarecrow let me show you another way yeah and that's actually one of the one of the more recent comics touched on all of this of like he's got the bat family and then like they start being the targets um, oh, of yeah. joker of the joker like starts targeting the yeah. bat family yeah I've seen and that then, one's really good yeah and then you have like batman struggling with should i have even brought these people in mm-hmm. like should i have been more recluse and like shut off from the world and like not like if i didn't care about these people like if i didn't know them like they'd have been safe but they would but then we know that they wouldn't because they would yeah. have been a villain right right and they it's a struggle that he's having yeah, where it's like let them be a villain or let them be good and possibly die mm-hmm. yeah yeah um and i think like sometimes like that's the way of like the christianity right like you either like can give up and fall to sin and like be the villain like be like let evil and overtake you or like you stand up and like risk being a martyr right yeah and that's exactly what batman does he is he's not in it for the glory um he's not flashy he almost hides uh he he fights evil by bearing it himself um, he's a wounded man um he doesn't just swoop in and save the day and take off he he fights injustice but he also knows that arresting the villain does not simply erase the consequences of evil like he knows that when he puts someone in the asylum evil is not clean like gotham still needs something so he confronts it by bearing it its full brunt with all its consequences and in essence and i'll close on this it reminds me of second corinthians five twenty, where christ says that christ came we had him who knew no sin but has come but has become sin for us mm. and that's who batman is for gotham he doesn't know evil but he becomes this curse of gotham for gotham so that he can fight it that's that's it that's all i got yeah wow yeah it's good uh the only shout out i have is to my sister violet who introduced me to batman comics and changed my life or well, changed comics in general yep i'm gonna shout out uh my freshman year prefect matt kaufman all right because uh, he gave me and my friend at the time uh the darkest night which kind of like re-got me into comics a little bit in college because um, I read like a handful of comics when I was like middle school and then like fell out and then I got into college and I was like everything that was cool when I was in middle school is cool again and so like I reread those and like that kind of got me back into all of this you know um, and yeah I mean Batman is and, and earlier like in the beginning of the podcast I don't want it to seem like I don't like Batman because he is one of my favorite uh superheroes yeah um but i just think it's like interesting especially with the dynamic of how joker sees him it's because the joker is like we're not that different like if you would kill me you would be me and like that's his goal and there are two lenses there's comic books that you read that like that's the whole comic book is just joker trying to persuade that and you as the reader start to believe it you're like, yeah kind of like, like you said and just yeah. like yeah it's true but you if you actually sit down and think about it you're like that's not true yeah like 
if Batman did kill, he really wouldn't be the Joker. Yeah. He w- Joker would have won. Mm-hmm. But Batman would still be totally different than the Joker. Yeah. Cause this thing with like the Joker too is like, he's just so um, charismatic. Like he's crazy, but like he's charismatic. Like I think Heath Ledger portrayed that perfectly. Yeah. Um, and two that like he's as big a planner as the joker is like oh, he plans it all out over the top yeah, yeah. like he is yeah. planning out he like tries to plan out batman's plans yeah. you know yeah but this is going way over oh okay so, yeah so no so just um for a challenge like i said batman is who he is because of virtue so this week i just want you to pick one virtue doesn't have to be an actual like theological virtue or cardinal virtue but just a virtue whether it's like patience or something and each day pray for it and practice it and grow in that virtue um but otherwise have a great week yeah yeah and please uh please contact yeah, us you know where Reach to find out. us uh we don't have a bat signal but <laughs> facebook the crazy culture stuff. signal <laughs> just like flashed in the air facebook and all this stuff let us know what you like let us know